Welcome to Season 5 of Two Larrys and a Mic and Episode 79. Oh my gosh. I'm Larry Dowdy. Larry Bly here and uh, Mike, Mike, uh, Mike has observed that today there seems to be a channel for everything. Would you agree? With oh, absolutely. But he's found a niche to fill, Larry. Oh. Mike is starting the Time Channel. Time? Yeah, people can call in and ask what time it is. <laughs> Or maybe another caller wants to know if it's a.m. or p.m. Wait a minute. Didn't that used to happen with the telephone? It did. You could do that. Okay, yeah. But they don't offer it anymore. Yeah, now now it's already on your phone. And this is a TV channel. Oh, okay. Very unexciting. Uh, There are callers who are concerned as to whether, for instance, it's standard time (laughs) or daylight savings time. People are confused, Larry. Operators are standing by with your time questions. (laughs) So wait a minute. Mike's got it to where you tune in and you just see a clock. That's him. Okay. And if you have a question about the clock, uh, then you can call in and they have operators. You know, maybe that's not so crazy because I know over (laughs) Christmas. uh, Maybe you have invented something. Well, yeah, you never know because (laughs) over Christmas, how many of us were watching the fire channel? This, the, you know, the fireplace. Yeah, is did, lit and you're you hearing know, music. Did you know that went back to the 60s? No, no. That's what I read. I had no idea. Yeah, it's pretty old. I've never done that at home. I have no. A, I have a real fireplace. <laughs> so, I've never needed the channel. <laughs> well, <laughs> I get that. I do. Hey, we're going to be talking about songs turning 50. We are? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Songs yeah. turning 50. That means <laughs> <laughs> they came out in 1974. Four. So we'll get to that in just a little bit. What do you say we snag some birthdays? Oh, they got lots of them. Lots we of do, them and a lot them. of these go back to December because we took a few weeks off for the new year and everything. It's true. We yeah. have. Yeah. Uh, singer Joyce Vincent Wilson of Tony Orlando and Dawn, 77, from ACDC, Cliff Williams turns 74. Don Johnson, 74, too. And by the way, singer Cindy Birdsong mm-hmm. of the Supremes is 84. Drummer Dave Clark of the Dave Clark Five is 81. Um, Isn't it funny? I always thought that he was the keyboardist, but I guess he's not. Yeah, well, there you go. Maybe Maybe that's why they had such big drums on their songs. (laughs) Well, I just learned the other day, I'm reading a book about Peter Frampton. I just learned that he played drums, too. No. And I I, I always thought of him as a guitarist. I didn't even know he had a drummer's license. (laughs) Isn't that so? Who knew? Hmm. Kept it in his back pocket. Hmm. Benny Anderson of uh, ABBA, I believe, Uh, 77. Guitarist Tony Hicks of the Hollies, 78. Drummer Jim Bonfanti of the Raspberries is 75. That was a raspberry. I'm still getting that off the microphone. Keith Richards of Rolling Stones, 80. Can you believe it? And he doesn't look a day over 112. Singer Christina Aguilera turns 43. Singer Billie Eilish turns 22. You know, she's been around so long already, she seems like she should have been 50. Well, that's true. What a talented woman. She's like just 22. Guitarist Elliot Easton of the Cars is 70. Musician John McEwen of Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, 78. Janie Fricky, she's just 76. You know how she started? I'm afraid to ask. How? She, she started singing jingles. She was a jingle singer. 
Zingle jinger. The jingle single. <laughs> That's it. She sang jingles for a living. And someone said, you know what? You ought to try recording songs. Hmm. And she says, hmm, what an interesting thing. But I can make did. a living in 30 seconds as opposed to three minutes. That, isn't that the truth? Yeah, well, That's go. an interesting point, yeah. Larry. Peter Chris of KISS, 78, happy 75th recently to Alan Parsons. Always loved his music, but he's also a great producer as well. Nick Gilder, remember him? Hot Child in the City, mm, as seven, I recall. 73? I think that was Nick's only hit record, wasn't uh, it? I don't remember another didn't one. Didn't he do Cruel to Be Kind? You're absolutely right. Like I was saying, he's had several hits. <laughs> <laughs> Happy 75th birthday to Cheap Tricks, Rick Nielsen. Mm-hmm. Singer Ricky Martin, 52. Mm-hmm. Singer Barbara Mandible is 75. Mandrell. Mandrell. Oh, yes, Mandrell. Mm-hmm. Uh, singer Annie Lennox, uh, 69. I like me some Annie Lennox. She's great. Singer John Edwards of the Spinners is 79. Uh, singer Abdul Duke Fikar of the Four Tops, 88. What a name. Huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, but what a group. Comes from a long line of Fikars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, keyboardist Bob Carpenter of Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, 77. John Legend, turning 45. Talk about somebody who can really make the keys talk. Uh, Singer-keyboardist Edgar Winter, 77. Also, Paul Has Stuckey. Has he ever gotten a tan? Uh, no. No, okay. no I, don't, I, I don't think so. Paul Stuckey of Peter, Paul, and Mary, 86. Oh, uh, Burton Cummins turned 76 recently. Happy birthday to him. Tom Hmm. Hamilton of Aerosmith, 72. Joe McIntyre of New Kids on the Block, 51. Rapper Grandmaster Flash turned 66. We were playing some of his stuff earlier. Yes, yes, we we were. Oh, we're getting ready to uh, do the podcast. (laughs) Singer, guitarist, country Joe McDonald of Country, Joe and the Fish is Mm -hmm. 82. And the Fish is 83. Singer Stephen Still, 79. Bassist Joe. He was just in Roanoke not too long ago, did you not? No. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Pretty sure of it. Pretty near, sure. Bassist John Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin, 78. Did you know that used to be a dance? The Paul Jones? No, I didn't. Or the John Paul Jones? No. Yeah. It was a country dance. It was keeping up with the Joneses? I think it was a Paul Jones. Well, that, yeah. that could have been. I never did no, it myself. No. I was more of a Watusi and Twist person <laughs> myself. Ready for a little music history? Yeah. Led Zeppelin Four. the album, came out on December 14th, 1971. Uh, riding high in the top ten of the U.S. album charts. Uh, the album has sold now... Over 23 million copies, and that's just the U.S. alone. Wow. Pretty Mm. impressive. The Beatles scored their third straight U.K. Christmas number one song with Day Tripper. Elton John's album, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, sat on top of the U.K. and U.S. album charts December 22nd, 1973. I always thought that was one of his best albums, too. It was. Queen's album, Night at the Opera, what a great one that was, started a two-week run at number one on the UK album chart, now, December 27, 1975. Mm-hmm. Twelve days after his untimely death, John Lennon scored his first solo UK number one single with Just Like Starting Over Again, December 20th of uh, 1980. And the Bangles started a four-week run at number one on the U.S. singles charts with Walk Like, like an, an Egyptian. Egyptian. Yeah. Yeah. That was back in 1986. Okay, Larry, it's our favorite time of the podcast. Oh, well, not really. I just made it up. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, for 
a pop quiz. In fact, I have... Oh, two. our first one of the new year. I do. I have two of them, as a matter of fact. Oh, They're just okay. popping all over. Did uh, you know mm-hmm. that if you have a 1996 calendar, it's good for 2024? I did not know that. True. And it will be good again in 2050-something, too. Okay. What, what if you don't have a calendar well, and you just use your phone? So just, uh, I, I, I don't have mine from last week, 2023. <laughs> Most people I know don't even have calendars anymore except on their phones. Last year, I received, are you ready for this, okay. 14 unsolicited free calendars from nonprofits and such. And this year, only four. So maybe people are getting the message. Oh, and by the way, the 1996 <laughs> calendars, you, Mr. Dowdy, who throws everything away. Yes. 1996 calendars going online for $20 to $200 a piece, proving that America needs something to occupy itself. Well, that's true. So uh, if you still have your 1996 calendar, do you just mark through it and put 2024? That's all you have to do. Okay. No, I don't have it. But anyway, oh, here's another one. Oh, okay. Another one uh, while we're popping here. Double pop quiz. Oh, yes. Okay. The famous instrumental from the 60s called The Horse was originally a vocal. No way. Cliff Nobles and company did that. Cliff Nobles recorded the horse as a vocal. Okay. And having nothing to put on the flip side of the record, they merely used the music track that he sang to and put it as an instrumental on the flip side. Well, I mean, who else but Mr. Ed, maybe Francis the Mule, would understand (laughs) a horse singing a song? Well, there you go. Okay. Some DJ flipped the record to the B-side and preferred it to Cliff's singing version, and the rest is history. And I've actually heard the singing version. Have you, really? And some, we all made a great choice. <laughs> the instrumental became a huge hit, and most of us either forgot or never knew that Cliff Nobles was a singer, and he sung that song. I had no idea whatsoever. So I've learned something. Never be able to say that In the again. first month. Of the new year. Yeah, there you go. All right, so we're looking at songs that are turning 50, Mm -hmm. which means they came out in 1974. Did a little bit of my homework here. Because I was just a child. Well, minimum wage in 1974, $2. Oh, my God. $2 an hour. And that was up from a buck sixty an hour. And those of us in radio were earning fifty cents an hour. <laughs> That's true. A little below the original. Uh, let's see. Two of the top automobiles. No. Remember the AMC Gremlin? What an ugly car. No, a lot of people would say the one I used to have. My first new car, mm. the Pacer. Oh. Yeah, I was, loved that thing. That, that was, was like a, a terrarium too. on wheels. <laughs> uh, a uh, the AMC Gremlin. Back in 1974, sold for $2,408. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Uh, remember the Mercury Capri? Well, my, my Dodge Charger Super B. Yeah. 340 yeah. Magnum sold for $3,000. Yeah, uh, the radio, almost, the AM FM radio almost cost more than the car <laughs> did. The, uh, the Mercury Capri was $3,395. Mm. Can you imagine finding a new car at that price? No. Today, that's the down payment. In groceries. I read the other day that the average cost of a a car now Mm -hmm. in America is just a tinge above $44,000. Wow. Yeah. Now, is that just a regular car or an EV? Well, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know the answer to these questions. (laughs) Another podcast, Uh, right? Perhaps. Uh, When it comes to groceries, Mm -hmm. Maxwell House Coffee, a two-pound can. Back in 1974, a dollar eighty nine. 
A drip in the bucket. That's true. Let's see what else. They, Close uh, to it, anyway. Uh, Skippy peanut butter. Oh. Uh, the 12-ounce jar, 55 cents. I just had me some peanut butter crackers yesterday. Yeah? Yeah, I fired up a ramen noodles, like a bowl of ramen noodles, yeah. and had me oh, yeah. some Skippy peanut butter and crackers to eat along with it. Mm-mm-mm. 1974, Glidden paint, latex house paint. Mm-hmm. Anywhere from $2.99. Cents to three dollars and seventy nine cents a gallon. No, seventy five bucks a gallon if you're <laughs> yeah, lucky. Yeah, that's well. That's why that's we. True. Now, that's why we used to uh, could afford to go out and paint the town. Yeah. Well, mm, Listerine mouthwash, fourteen ounce bottle was sixty nine cents. Oh, that stuff was evil. Tylenol, one hundred count bottle of Tylenol in nineteen seventy four, a dollar fifty nine. Oh my gosh. Record albums in 1974, anywhere from $4.68 to $9.36 mm-hmm. each. Wow. Yeah. And oddly enough, when CDs first came out, they were more than that because it was yeah. new technology. Yeah. Yeah. But they oh. very quickly. Oh, I get it. Of course, yeah. if you tried to buy a, uh, a vinyl album today, Ugh. 35 bucks. Yeah. And so, I just gave them away. 900 to, of them. To get the Columbia Record Club back. Yeah. Where you could get what? What was it? 10, I, 11 I, albums I for a penny? I used to belong. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Till my Aunt Tootsie kept saying, what are all these records doing coming in here? Could you possibly want all of these? Do you want to listen to all these? She could never figure it out. Uh, all right. So 1974. Mm-hmm. I'm looking back at the top 100 in the Billboard charts. No. The number one song for 1974, not really a big surprise. Barbara Streisand's The Way We Were. The Way We Was. Yeah, which was a great song. Seasons in the Sun, number two, Terry uh, Jackson. That one I don't understand why that was number two. You know what? It seemed like we played <laughs> played it every 15 minutes. <laughs> and maybe we did. There was Love's theme, the Love Unlimited Orchestra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come Get Your Love. What a great song. Come Get Your Love by Redbone. And Redbone, mm-hmm. as I've told you many times, is the uh, first and I think only um, uh, American Indian group. It could be. Yeah, I think it is. They were all never the, really looked into it, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, another great song from 1974. It was uh, number five for the year. Dancing Machine from the Jackson Five, and that may have just been 1974. That may have been a little bit of the introduction into disco. You know, it kind of it kind of was coming to that. Never really thought about it. It's an interesting thought. As I noticed that, because it was a great dance song. Yeah, locomotion, Grand Funk Railroad. Yeah, I thought the first time I heard that, I thought, well, they've taken another song and destroyed it. (laughs) But then, you know, it became a huge hit, and it really turned out it was pretty good. Yeah. Better than that hookah chuck a hookah chuck a song. <laughs> Didn't they do that one too? <laughs> T S O P The Sound of Philadelphia by M F S B. Mother, father, sister, brothers. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, I no, never that's knew. What, yeah, that's what I meant. I thought it was something dirty. No. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, that's very interesting. Now, I've learned something today. But now, uh, the number eight song from the year may have been. Obviously, we had a better sense of humor in 1974 than we do today. <laughs> yeah. The number eight song of the year, Ray Stevens and the Streak. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> and he's still putting out some funny, funny stuff. Betty and the Jet Selton John. Mm-hmm. Great, great, great. One hell of a woman, Mac Davis. One heck of a writer, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people were surprised when he got into doing his own music. Jungle Boogie. Jungle Boogie. 
Love cool that. in the gang. That's a great song. Midnight at the Oasis, Maria Maldor. Of course, you know, Maria Here didn't, comes. didn't like me because <laughs> I tried to kiss her, tried to smooch up on her. And she says, not now. I'm going on stage. You'll ruin my makeup. <laughs> I was just going to say hi to her. I wasn't in love with her. I wasn't going to make out with her. I just wanted to give her a little kiss. And Because so, I just interviewed her the night before. Yeah, it was such yeah. a great interview. Did she recognize you? No, I don't think okay. she realized I was the one that did the interview. Because, <laughs> you know, I have a face for radio. Uh, show and tell, Al Wilson, Spiders and Snakes was number 16 that year from uh, Jim Stafford. That was such a funny song. Mm-hmm. He did some great songs. Yeah, he did. Were, uh, he you did. Know, funny song. Rock On by David Essex. Fantastic Strange song, song but mm-hmm. a really good one, I will tell you that. Yep, yep. Sunshine on My Shoulders. Makes John, me snappy. John Denver. Yeah. How about this one-hit wonder from um, a Blue Magic, Sideshow? That was there. I don't remember that. That was it. That, and I, that and was I, all I, they ever did. I know that I played it, but I can't. Nothing comes to mind. Mm-hmm. My brain cells are just sitting there. I bet you remember the number 20 song of that year. Hooked on the Feeling? That's it. Yeah, Blue Sweet. Oh, that's it. That's the Hookah Chucka song. <laughs> that's the song that starts out Hookah Chucka Chucka Hookah Chucka. See, I told you. I was getting there. <laughs> Billy Don't Be a Hero, Bo Donaldson and the Haywoods. It was also done by somebody else. I can't remember who. They both came out at the same time. But Bo had the big hits. Number 21 for the year. Mm-hmm. 22 was banned on the run, Paul McCartney and Wings. Who would have ever thought? You know, country crossover was still big in 74. And uh, the Silver Fox, Charlie Bridge. The most beautiful girl in the world. You know, I got to tell you, I loved everything Charlie Rich ever did. Mm-hmm. You know, I was not a big country person, but I loved all of the Charlie. Of course, Charlie Rich's stuff was crossover, as you said. So, you know, it was. It was well, good. I mean, and you you look at the top 30 from the year, mm-hmm. and you uh, we mentioned John Denver earlier, Sunshine. And uh, Charlie Rich, here's uh, Annie's song at number 25, Let Me Be There, Olivia Newton-John. Sundown wasn't really country, but it could have crossed over. Well, Gordon was always a genre and unto himself, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So you, it was kind of hard to pigeonhole him. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> Why should that have been on the top 40? Well, that's true. And yet it was yeah. huge. It was huge. Yeah. People yeah. loved it. It was yeah. a depressing song. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. You're having my baby. Paul Anka. Paul Anka. Yeah. I saw Paul Anka do something on the um, show's lead into the new year. Uh-huh. And he did Imagine. And it was not. Lennon's Imagine? Imagine. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Uh. Rock Me Gently, Andy Kim. Mm-hmm. And Boogie On Down, number 30, Eddie Kendricks. uh, Some surprises from my perspective uh, from the year. Mm -hmm. One, uh, one of Cher's best songs, Dark Lady, Mm -hmm. only made it to number 33. Is that so? Uh, Carpenter's uh, Top of the World was number 39, and that wasn't one of their better songs, I didn't think. You know, it really was. It was kind of almost a little country and not really rock. And yeah, I agree with you. That was never one. I loved a lot of Carpenter's stuff. Steve Miller Band, The Joker, was only number 40 in 1974. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. Uh Uh-huh. 
Some people call uh, me the gangster, gangster of, of love. love. The Hollies. Some was, people uh, call me Maurice. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the Hollies was number fifty with "Air That I Breathe," which I think was one of their better songs. It wasn't as good as "Long Cool Woman," but it was a great song. Well, it wasn't as peppy. Uh, as no, cool no. Uh, number fifty-one for 1974. Ricky, don't lose that number. Fifty-one. That's such a good song. Oh, what yeah. happened? Yeah. What the, uh. Uh, so, yeah, I, I kind of think of Ricky and uh, well, The Air That I Breathe, two songs that you would have expected would have been higher. Maybe people were just getting used to the sound of... Uh, yeah, that could be. Ricky, don't lose um, that number. I went looking a little bit more on the top 100 of the year mm-hmm. and some of the chart sleepers from the year that I think should have been stronger. Help Me, Joni Mitchell. Oh, great. Tell Me Something Good, Rufus and Chaka Khan. Mm, mm, mm. Rock and Roll Heaven, Righteous Brothers. Uh, Be Thankful for What You Got, William Devon. Uh, Taking Care of Business and Keep on Smiling from Wet Willie. Great uh, song. Plus one of my favorite Ringo Starr songs of all time, Oh My My. It was a good song. Yeah. yeah I, and uh, Goodbye, Elbrook Road. It was only number 72 that year. Jet from uh, McCartney was 77. Helen Wheels was only 91. Mm. And wasn't uh, I Honestly Love You from Olivia Newton-John like number one for a gazillion weeks? You would think so. It only finished number 97. Mm. Well, there's only so much room. There's only well, 100 slots, you know, yeah. an awful lot of music. So. But yeah, it does seem like a lot of lightweights made it to the top. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. heavyweights didn't quite get there. True. So, yeah, 50, hard to believe, 50 years. What are you going to do? But uh, some great songs. Obits. We got a few. As far as obits go, uh, at the end of the year, starting a brand new year, Colin Burgess, original drummer of the legendary rock group ACDC, passed away on December 16th. He was 77. Jeffrey Foskett, longtime touring musician for the Beach Boys, uh, died on Monday, December 11th, the age of 67. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had a type of uh, thyroid cancer. Ew. Yeah. That's a rough one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lee McCann, whom I was not familiar with, but Lee McCann, a great jazz musician, Mm -hmm. has died at the age of 88. Pianist, vocalist, managed to merge merge, uh, soul, funk, gospel, and jazz together and influenced lots of other musicians. He was basically based on the West Coast. His album, Swiss Movement, was recorded at the Montreux Jazz Festival in 1969 and is considered one of the greatest live jazz recordings of all time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Tom Smothers has died at the age of 86, one half of the uh, Tom, uh, one half of, of, of their Smothers brothers. Uh, and I'm going to tell you why I mention it. Well, first of all, both, both of them were musicians. Both of them played, mm-hmm. one the stand-up bass and the other guitar. And they could sing. And they were really good. Yeah, yeah. What, what that was, part of their act was interrupting all of that to do a joke <laughs> or whatever. Half of the Smothers Brothers and co-host of one of the most socially conscious and groundbreaking television shows in the history of the medium has died at the age of 86. And it's a shame because he and his brother were going to go back on the road. Really? They had a, yeah, they decided they were going to do that. And then he suddenly got sick with cancer and, oh. and he died. It would prove a turning point in television history with a sharp eye for pop culture trends mm-hmm. and young rock stars such as The Who, Buffalo Springfield, 
and his daring sketches uh, ridiculing the establishment, railing against the Vietnam War, and portraying members of the era's hippie countercultures as gentle, fun-loving spirits. Anyway, uh, their battles with the network were chronicled in the 2002 documentary Smothered. I've actually I've not seen that, but I've actually read the book, which was fascinating. The censorship struggles of the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour. I will tell you that um, I never saw one from beginning to end. I have seen lots of clips, and I feel like I've seen the show. Mm-hmm. And of course, I read the book, so I know all about that. Wasn't that CBS? I think so, but it was opposite uh, a little show called Bonanza. Oh, yeah. And like so many other families back in the 60s, mm-hmm. we had how many TVs? One. True. And it was controlled by who? Your Dad. folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My folks were not about to watch the Smothers Brothers <laughs> and Miss Bonanza. First of all, I, I'm sure that they were very conservative people. I'm sure they didn't agree with the politics of the right, show. Right, right, right. Uh, although they were not for the Vietnam War, I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. They, they were very anti-Vietnam War. But, uh, you know, they, it just wasn't their cup of tea. And so consequently, I never got to see one. Yeah, I can see that. But I've seen lots yeah. of clips. Yeah. Lots of stuff it's on great YouTube. Show. Yeah. Great show. Right. All right. Is it time for podcast news? It's time for podcast news. Oh, boy. Court revives Nirvana album cover lawsuit. Did you know this oh, was no. going on? No. You know which one I'm talking about? The one with the little the baby? baby floating okay. around in the pool. That yeah. guy's now no longer a baby, and I don't think he appreciates having his, all his stuff hanging out there for everyone to see. And he was Like you're going to recognize him walking down the street. Well, yeah. I mean, he was grabbing onto a dollar bill or something. Yeah, Remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, a federal appeals court revived a child sexual exploitation lawsuit filed by the man who appeared naked as a four-month-old on the cover of Nirvana's 1991 album, Nevermind. Well, he is minding. Uh, Spencer Eldon is his name. Lawsuit against the grunge rock group alleges that he suffered permanent harm. Give me a break. As the band and others profited from the image of him underwater in a swimming pool, appearing to grab for a dollar bill on a fish hook. (laughs) How many times have we all done that? You know, I'll do anything for a buck. The suit says the image violated federal laws on child and sexual abuse material, though no criminal charges were ever sought. A federal judge in California threw out the lawsuit last year, but allowed Eldon to file a revised version, which the judge later dismissed on grounds that it was outside the 10-year statute of limitation, do you think? It was 50 Uh, years ago. Uh, One of the laws uh, used is cause of action. So I don't know. How do you feel? Wouldn't his parents have had to okay this? Well, you would think somebody did. I mean, they didn't just throw him in the darn water. They may have already capitalized on what he made, but fish hook. You know, yeah. a dollar bill to him. Yeah. I, I don't know. Sometimes lawsuits. I don't know. I don't know how I think about this one. So I just won't think. <laughs> Is that okay? Sometimes it's better if you don't I think. I just don't think. Uh, the Eagles are bringing their 2024 Long Goodbye Final Tour with special guest Steely Dan to Spectrum Center in Charlotte. That's going to be on March 16th of this year. Boy, that's some great That would be a great show. Uh, Taylor Swift has officially been named the greatest pop star by Billboard for a third year. No shock there. 2015, 2021, 2023, and there's also 2024 now. Hmm. Hmm. By the way, have you ever given away 
a prize on the air that you thought was really a dumb prize that you wouldn't even bother to get in the car and come get? Uh, podcast is only 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Do we have that much time? I have. Yeah, that's, that is true. That is true. Well, sometimes Bob and Ray did. Well, it's tragic to hear of a person's dream about to be broken, but luckily for you, we can help. We have a lovely ceiling light fixture from Emmerich's <laughs> Laparama in North Platte, Nebraska for you, sir. Uh, that's nice, but uh, I don't have a ceiling just now. I'm sleeping in the park. <laughs> Our best to you, sir. And for now, that's all the time we have for Hard Luck Stories. <laughs> <laughs> a ceiling fan. I could see that becoming available to be given away. <laughs> Did you know Ricky Skanks is coming to the area? No. Yeah, going to be at the know. Academy Center of the Arts in Lynchburg. That's going to be on February 2nd. That ought to be a good show. Mm. Did you see where uh, Oak Ridge Boys coming to Harvester? Isn't this their final tour? Uh, as it well? is. It's part of their final tour. I think yeah. it's August 16th. Everybody's packing it in. Have you noticed that? Yep. yep. They yep. just looked, looked, looked around one day and said, hey, we're all 86 years old. Maybe it's time <laughs> do that. Uh, legendary musician Emmy Lou Harris. Yeah. Uh, she's going to take the stage at next year's Rooster Walk 14. Uh, the Rooster Walk. Well, it must be an outdoor concert, music, arts festival. Oh, it is. Near, yes, near, yes, yes. Near yes. Pops Farm. Right. In Martinsville. Right, right. And uh, that's going to be May 23rd through 26th. Uh, Emmy Lou is going to perform on the 25th. I wonder if she's going to do Here, There, and Everywhere. Mm -hmm. I always loved her what version a great of that. song that yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. So that's, um, that's what I got. Yeah, well, you, I mentioned to you the other day that I noticed uh, in a promo mm -hmm. the other night mm -hmm. that Channel 7 yeah. now has five, count them, meteorologists. So there is virtually nothing that could possibly happen in the weather that we don't know about. <laughs> Five, count them. But I have found something that might be a little more predictable than they are. Oh. I hate to say this. What? Well, it's true. Well, it's Bullwinkle's Bunyan. <laughs> Bunyan is the chief weather forecaster for all of Frostbite Falls. Yes? Mr. Moose, how about our double header tomorrow? The paper says showers. Well, my Bunyan says play ball. Thanks to Bullwinkle's Bunyan, no Frostbite Falls baseball game has ever been rained out. No picnic has ever been spoiled by showers. But can't he do something about ants? As a result, Bullwinkle gets calls at all times of the day and night. <laughs> Bullwinkle's Bunyan. <laughs> do we have time for a TV story? We have do time we, for a TV story. Do we even need one? Sure. Okay. Well, back in the earlier days of uh, Blue Ridge Public TV, mm -hmm. they had an abundance of locally produced TV shows to fill airtime. Okay. <laughs> to fill, fill airtime. airtime. Believe me. <laughs> Among them was a show called Crafty Creations, hosted by a very lovely lady, Jerry Warren. Okay. Uh, we, the cynical bunch at the TV station, of course, always referred to the show as crappy pre creations. <laughs> she would show how to make doilies out of anything. And so even, she was sort of the Martha Stewart before she was, yeah, we knew yeah, of a Martha Stewart. Without the personality. Okay. And even those nifty toilet paper koozies or covers, stuff like that. She was always doing that. So one day, <laughs> she's going to make candles, I think. So one day, she's heating up paraffin on the stove okay. while she's yapping away, uh, you uh -huh. see, so she can make homemade candles. Okay. And while she's blabbing on about one thing and another, the doggone paraffin gets very hot and suddenly bursts into flames. Oh, no. Paraffin makes a lot of black smoke, especially when you, I think she tried to put it out with a towel, <laughs> and the towel caught on fire as well. <laughs> 
there's a tape on this, by the way, which we used to show about once a year when we were doing fundraisers just for laughs. I'm sure that Jerry hated us for it all the time. All you see is this pot burst into flames, and Jerry screams and throws in a towel, which catches on fire, and runs off the set. Followed by several camera people coming in with fire extinguishers and lots of smoke. And I'm not sure if Jerry ever came back to finish the show, to be honest with you. But thankfully, the mess was put out in a few minutes, and the station did not burn to the ground. Uh, But everything was covered. The cameras, the mics, the set, everything was covered in this black, sooty, greasy mess. Uh. Well, it makes for a very few funny minutes of video, and I'm sure she hated us for showing it over and over and over again because it was so funny. She screamed, one of those screams you hear only in movies. Oh, boy. (laughs) So anyway. All right, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Episode 79 of Two Larrys and a Mic. If you like this episode, hit the subscribe button so you'll be notified of new episodes, and you can find Two Larrys and a Mic wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to share this podcast with someone just click on the share button join us next time to larry's and a mic i'm larry dowdy larry bly here and uh mike is uh, having the time of his life (laughs) running the time channel ladies and gentlemen is it am is it pm i don't or is it 60 minutes i don't know what it is